When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. I'm back with another episode of Playing with Squirrels, a Boy Meets World fan cast. This week, I'm joined by my best friend, Lorelai, and her baby, Quinn. <laughs> Who is sleeping. She's currently sleeping, but just in case you hear any baby-like sounds over the next 20 minutes of this episode, that's Quinn. She's adorable. Uh, so the episode that we watched was Teacher's Bet, which aired November 19th, 1993. Um, Laura's a good guest to have on. Because she's a teacher. Yeah. (laughs) So it was a weirdly appropriate episode. It was very appropriate and very relevant still. So talking about the relevancy, we'll get into some of the heavier-handed stuff that happens in this episode. Because about midway through this episode, I remembered what episode this was. And I even said, oh, this is a heavy one. (laughs) Um, So the first thing that we hear in this episode, the episode begins with Corey and Sean discussing uh, different baseball players and how much money they make, which Minkus overhears. And is shocked to hear that a baseball player makes that much money, while Mr. Feeney only makes forty thousand a year, uh, which led me to my very first question to Laura, which is like, how off base is that price? Oh no, that's like pretty on target um, for a bachelor's degree. I well, even today with a master's degree, which I have, it's like it doesn't even matter anymore you know you you bust your butt in school and you are shaping the youth of our nation only for peanuts i mean we don't get into it for the money obviously but uh you know it's it's a rewarding career to have but you know we for all that teachers have to do and everything that we have to put up with we practically get paid nothing yeah so yeah Uh, that was very relevant and very close to home (laughs) (laughs) um so what happens in this episode, there's two different storylines. It's mostly an A storyline, and the B storyline just kind of weaves itself into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main storyline is that Feeney and Corey make a bet. The bet being that if Corey can teach social studies for the week and more kids pass the test on Friday than normal, then Corey will get one-fifth of Mr. Feeney's paycheck. If more kids fail, then... Corey gives his bicycle to Mr. Feeney, um, which I think is a very risky move uh, in the fact that Feeney is literally sacrificing multiple kids' abilities to pass a test to teach a lesson to one kid. Right. <laughs> which is going to be an ongoing theme throughout the rest of Boy Meets World. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other storyline follows Eric and his new girlfriend uh, for this episode, and probably this episode only. I don't believe we ever see her again. I don't think we do, no. Um, And her being Asian and without saying what the word is on the episode, she gets yelled what we can only imagine is some type of racial slur. Um, 
You made a point that you wanted to mention the denim on denim fashion <laughs> that Eric Matthews was oh, rocking in this episode. Oh, gotta love that '90s fashion. <laughs> um, yeah, he was he was rocking that denim button down top with the sleeves rolled up three quarters of the way with his uh, his denim jeans, of course. Sleepy baby. Oh, uh, we also have we have another guest, which is Chase, <laughs> Laura's other daughter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm her <laughs> yes, you're number one. Yay. <laughs> uh, this is one of those many, one of the many, many episodes that remind me how cute young Morgan was compared yes. to replacement Morgan. Yeah, replacement Morgan kind of got on my nerves. <laughs> but uh, young Morgan is in this episode a lot. Uh, and she's got the same attitude that she's had in some of the previous episodes where she's kind of the, like, wise beyond her years, but also still a kid type combo where she's very... I, I chuckled at the one line where the mom said, let's go, I need you to help me in the kitchen. And she said, you need to get more independent because yeah. I want to talk to Linda. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> um, this season, this, so season one, I feel like it's a lot of, like, you got to sit through a lot of bad episodes to find the occasional good episode in season one, but this was a really good episode. This was a very good episode. You know, season one, when you told me we were watching a season one episode, I was like, oh, man, like, I want to watch the good stuff. You know, I want to see the Cory and Topanga years. But, uh, no, that was a really good episode. But season one on a whole is pretty campy. Yeah, it's... it's So, this is going to offend you a little bit. Oh, great. <laughs> but uh, my sister Julie spent the night at the house yesterday... And I wanted to show her Stranger Things, and instead she made me watch the last two episodes of Fuller House, because mm-hmm. that's all she had to wrap up. And uh, season one of Boy Meets World reminds me a lot of Fuller House, and it's a very, very sitcom-y sitcom oh, show yeah. in the first season. Oh, I don't take offense to that, because, you know, <laughs> side note, the thing about Fuller House is it's very true to the, you know, nostalgia and campiness of the early years of Full House, and... If you don't appreciate Full House, you're not going to care for Fuller House. Yeah, I just, I feel like, and I was saying this to, to Julie, I just feel like Fuller House is such a weird Netflix show to me. Yeah. Because so many of the other Netflix shows are like, oh, this is a show that couldn't be on any other channel. And like Fuller House is like, well, this could really be on any channel. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. It seems so weird to be a Netflix one. Um the other thing that made me chuckle is when Corey first starts teaching the class, the absolute panic in Minkus. Just like... <laughs> He's that typical cliche smart kid in class. I'm, I'm pretty sure we've all had that guy in class. This is Mr. Feeney. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Feeney uh, is replacing Corey in the classroom while Corey's teaching. Uh, and he's wearing an eternally hip meatloaf sweater. <laughs> but it wasn't even like a concert shirt. It's a white sweatshirt that just, looks like it's from Walmart with a, big red <laughs> letters that say meatloaf on it. For all we know, it could just be an advertisement for the food. <laughs> like you could make that with an iron and some iron on paper. Um... <laughs> so, this episode then turns into, as we said, Linda gets yelled a racial slur at the mall, and the class that Corey's supposed to be teaching is on the Diary of Anne Frank, which leads to where this episode gets really heavy, and it's also kind of depressingly still relevant. The, yeah. the speech that Corey gives about 
how you know we just, <laughs> we're joined by yet another guest, podcast. <laughs> Amanda, Amanda, who lives in Laura's basement. She's she's the Cody of this house. <laughs> we're talking about Playmates World. Oh. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's weirdly and depressingly still relevant, everything that Corey talks about. And I'll play his whole speech uh, right here in the episode so you can hear it for yourself. Class, I'd like to talk to you today about prejudice and how it still exists in today's world. I didn't even know that till last night when I saw a real smart, totally cool Asian girl crying her eyes out because... Some idiot at the mall called her a bad name. My lesson for today is that when people treat other people badly because of their skin color or their religion or where they come from, then real smart, totally cool people can really suffer. Hey, George, this isn't gum, these are Rolaids. Deal me out of this one, Mr. Hunter. What? Why? Okay, you win. I'm a crummy teacher and I resign. Hey, Sean. Before your mother got married, what was her name again? Cordini. Cordini. So that would make you a wop, right? What did you call me? You heard what I called you. Did you hear what he called me? I heard what he called you. Well, what are you going to do about it? He's the teacher. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to knock his head off. What if you couldn't? What if you couldn't do anything about it? What? What if you lived in a country where I could kill you just because of your mom's last name? Corey, what are you talking about? A 15-year-old girl is dead. Doesn't anybody care? Corey. She was real smart and totally cool. She wrote this book. Her name was Anne Frank. They say she died of typhus, but they killed her because her name was Anne Frank. Anne Frank was a victim of anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism. Thank you, Mr. Feeney. You have to read this book. And you have to pass this test. Not because of me. But because when someone calls someone else a bad name, it's not good that just that one person jumps up. We all have to jump up. In spite of everything, I still believe that people are really good at heart. So yeah, no, that uh, isn't that far from what we 
have been hearing people talk about on social media for the last, like, three years. Yeah. Um, So this is the part where it's hard to be funny, so we're just going to move past it, but good speech from Corey. Yeah. And uh, it's funny knowing what we know now, that Corey becomes a teacher in Girl Meets World, that this is kind of like... The starting point of yeah, that. Yeah, he did a really great job. And I mean, obviously, you know, it's a show, but, you know. Yeah. But it, to me, it was believable and definitely relatable and relevant. And I teared up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I teared That was a very emotional episode. Um, and did you say double bubble? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not interrupt, though, please? Yeah. Just five more minutes. <laughs> Can't write this, people. Yes, <laughs> yes you may have a <laughs> uh, I'm keeping all of it. Myself. I'm not deleting a single thing. <laughs> no editing. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So it was a very serious, very heavy episode, and um, it, like we said, it's it's all still very relevant with the you know. I'm not going to get political here, but. Um, with the whole racism and people shouting racial racial slurs that people and this is a child the yeah. the girl on the show um, she was supposed to be fifteen, 15 years three, old four, three, three quarters, quarters yeah <laughs> three quarters she said to Morgan um, played by a twenty something year old actress obviously <laughs> but but yeah I mean that's very upsetting because there are still you know young children today who have to experience this yeah well I like Corey has the one line where he says you know when someone says a bad thing it shouldn't just be the person that's getting that said to that stands that up. stands up yeah like, it should be all of us rallying to stand up for equality and the rights of others which i think continues to focus on you know what and i've mentioned this a bunch of times on this show in previous episodes but you know the original intention of this show was to highlight the importance of teachers that was more than anything that he wanted to show was like a coming of age story that focused on the positives about teachers yeah um and I think that this was a really great episode to show that because it showed Corey stepping into teacher shoes and also showed that with Feeney, there's always a second lesson yes. behind what he does. And I think that that's not unrealistic. It's Good not. teachers always have that second lesson behind what they're actually teaching. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the episode, uh, <laughs> I had to chuckle because Eric's bragging that he's dating a cheerleader now. Uh, to which Corey and Eric's mom is like, oh, what happened to Linda? I liked Linda. Which, you know, we're never going to see Linda again, (laughs) regardless. But Linda made it on the cheerleading squad, and it's just kind of a throwaway joke there. But (laughs) there's not much, there's not a lot to play clip-wise from this episode. Um, Normally I, I have a lot more audio clips, but... I think that speech is really all that you need yeah. because this was such an emotional, heavy episode. Um, and especially during that time period, you know, I feel like the 90s were kind of like, I want to say... Well, this is word? 93. This is like yeah, right as grunge is at its yeah. peak and like a lot of like social awareness and, and a lot more people speaking out against right, stuff right. like this yeah. around that. Yeah, Right before Woodstock 94 ruined all that. (laughs) Um, So the last thing that I normally discuss uh, when we do these episodes, and Amanda can join in as she's sitting on the couch if she wants to. Uh, That's fine. That's fine. Uh, So what what I want to ask you guys both about 
is like what are your like Boy Meets World slash TGIF memories like you know I like I have I know for me like I went out of my way to almost never have plans on a Friday night so oh, I could definitely. catch TGIF. Yeah, TGIF was my mom and I would hunker down you know and watch TGIF and Friday night in my house was either pizza night or happy meal night so I would get me some McDonald's and we would sit in front of the TV and wait for uh, 8 o'clock to roll around and you know we would we would watch all of that stuff and for me Boy Meets World was definitely one of my top favorites especially as I got older um, I think it's definitely a show that you actually appreciate more as an adult than because I well, didn't it's interesting I liked watching it, it through an adult lens yeah too. It seems like it was written more towards adults than a lot of the other TGIF shows. Yeah, were. especially beyond that first season, because the first season, there, aside from you know a few episodes here and there like this one, um, there were a lot of child geared storylines, uh, and it was a little more campy and you know silly. Then it just got absurd. But then, and then <laughs> there are some absurd, but overall, you know, it was uh, there was a lot of adult stuff in there. I think a lot of heavy topics. Um, and the, all, all the relationship stuff between Corey and Topanga, they were relationship goals for me. <laughs> and I think that's the first time I ever saw a couple on TV and thought, man, I hope I have a relationship like that someday. And not even really processing what I was thinking about, but yeah. in my subconscious thinking like, hey, this is what a couple should be. There's a there's one that I always forget about. My brother introduced it to me, like reintroduced it to me right when I was getting back into Boy Meets World was... How heavy the the Topanga Corey wedding episode is, mm-hmm. where he has the big blowout with Sean. Yeah, and there's that point where like Sean's <laughs> just like, "Look, like you're gonna get married and you're never gonna talk to me again." And like for the for a kids show to address something that all of us go through still, when like even in our thirties, where like we see a friend's getting married and it's just like there's that part of us that knows like, "Oh, I'm not gonna see that person nearly as much now." Yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, that's, like, crazy that they did that for a kid's show. Like, yeah. they address that type of anxiety and fear in a kid's show. Do you have a favorite Boy Meets World moment? Um, I can't pinpoint just one. There's there's several. I mean, the the underpants <laughs> moment is, is a good one. Um, and I, my mom and I were always really big fans of Eric. So literally any moment with Eric is a good one. And I this think. was pre-dumb Eric in this episode. Yeah, that's really interesting to me. I have to go back and rewatch all of this, I think. Um, I'm going to put it on my on my list of things to watch. But yeah, Eric, and I said to you when we were watching this, man, he's really not stupid in this episode. <laughs> he was a very supportive boyfriend. He was comforting. He was Friendly, he was, you know, and he he spoke with intelligence. Um, and then later, for some reason, they just really dumbed him down. Yeah, he just talks like South Park characters at random points. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he was still the lovable, you know, the lovable dope. Yeah, everyone loves a little bit of Eric Matthews. Yeah. How are you, Amanda? You got a favorite Boy Meets World moment? No, but what I did on TGIF nights was my cousin lived right down the street, like basically on the same street, just see his house from my front steps and we would just me and my dad would go there and hang out with my cousin and my aunt and my uncle and get pizza it was always pizza night that's what we did every Friday <laughs> yeah. night nice that's all I have to say about that <laughs> uh, she gave the Forrest Gump ending oh the 90s <laughs> alright well thank you so much Laura and Chase and Quinn <laughs> And Amanda, for joining us on this episode. I've got a full house. I wish house. I would have known this was going on. I feel like you guys didn't tell me on purpose. <laughs> I smell a sitcom. Uh, 
this is definitely a fuller house than normal. <laughs> yeah. Well, the same number of students pass the test as usual. It's a draw. You get to keep your bike. Good. You mean some people still fail? It happens, no matter how good a teacher you are. Sorry to hear that. I guess I didn't do such a good job. On the contrary, Mr. Matthews, you did an excellent job. Mr. Hunter, for instance, got a full grade higher than he usually does. Somehow, you must have gotten his attention. Sean got a B? Mm-hmm. At least one guy learned something from me this week. Two. Two? Plus. You, Mr. Matthews. But how do you know? I didn't even take the test. You didn't have to. Do you really think that I could have gotten you to read the diary of Anne Frank? Even if you did, Mr. Feeney, I still wouldn't have understood it without you.